Okay, we good? I'm yep. just gonna say, all right, we're starting it off a little bit different this week, sis squad. So Christine and I typically are recording obviously while we are on camera so that we can look at each other and so that y'all can look at us on YouTube. But today we have a very special and fancy topic to talk about. So we dressed up for the occasion. So we have not seen each other because we wanted to share our looks, but also each other's reactions of each other with you guys. And I think as soon as you see us, you will know exactly what we are talking about. So Christine, are Give you ready? Countdown, baby. Let's do it. Three, All right. two, one, turn your video on. <laughs> Look at your hat is. Look at my hat. Oh my gosh. You're very Kentucky Derby. I'm very golf tournament. <laughs> Christine, but but couldn't wear the hat. We're coordinating. Look at us. I'm wearing a Carolina Panthers colored hat with the feathers <laughs> and the blue. And you've got Carolina Panthers on whatever kind of hat that is. I have no clue. I just feel like it's very golf-esque, but I was feeling it. Oh my gosh. It looks so freaking adorable. So I feel like this hat is like pushing my eyebrows down. Like I'm not wearing it properly. Like I feel like women always like wear it like to the, to the side, to the side, like a little bit to the side so that you can see their like hair and their faces. So is that grandma's hat? I can't believe mom had that in her closet. You know, mom had this in her closet. That's and amazing. She, I know she, um, I think she said that she had it because she went to the queen's cup in Charlotte. Oh yeah. Which is a horse race that. in Charlotte. And so she was like, it's so funny, Sarah. I almost got rid of it. Like I almost threw it away, but she was like, I knew I should have kept it. Mom's in like total purge mode, obviously, because she's downsizing. So she's trying to get yeah. rid of literally everything. And I'm like right there behind her being like, no, don't get rid of anything. You can get wear it again one day, mother. You can wear it again, but also any furniture that you want to get rid of. I have to furnish a gigantic house that I don't have nearly enough furniture for. So give it to me. Well, if you guys couldn't tell from our outfits, I mean, you might be a little confused by mine that I might be going to a golf tournament, but we are not. <laughs> we will be talking about the Kentucky Derby today yes. because it just happened last Saturday. Yes. this past So there's Saturday. a lot to talk about, a lot of education there that I think a lot of people otherwise wouldn't know about. So we thought it'd be a fun topic to, to discuss with you guys today. Yeah. And it's funny, Christine, because I, I mean... I feel like I know is about as much as you guys know about the Kentucky Derby, like the hats, it's a horse race, right? Like and it's funny because I feel like the Kentucky Derby is one that I actually can speak on. And it's the, probably the, the topic that we've talked about that I know the most about and had prep the least for. And why is that Christine? Because I used to ride, I mean, my mom and I would always, it was kind of like our thing together. I used to ride horses probably from the time that I was like five we had our horse named Henry. He is about as old as I am. Um, he officially retired. He actually is as old as me. He's 29 years old. Aww. His birthday is April. And we've, I've had him since I was eight years old. Oh so, my gosh. I hear he's just like a gigantic puppy dog, like living his life yep. out in the pasture now. Yep. He's a, a retired old boy, just living his life out in the pasture, eating as much grass and hay and feed and getting all the love 
and attention that he yearns for. So oh, yes, he's living the horse's dream. That is seriously the stinking cutest. So I have to tell these stories because, okay. So the horse that we grew up with name is Henry. Right. And I think my mom, we had one more before Henry, right? Peppers. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Right. So his name was Julius Peppers called him Peppers for short, which Julius yeah. Peppers, for those of you that don't know, first of all, shame on you. Just kidding. Second of all, you always he, say that. I know. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be, you should not feel ashamed. We're so glad that you're here. This is what we're here for. But Julius Peppers was one of, if not the best defenders to ever play on the Carolina Panthers. So from the time that we had Julius Peppers, the horse, obvious Julius Peppers, uh, Julius Peppers, the man, the football player was a huge deal, but, um, fast forward, I think we sold peppers or gave them away or something. Yeah. We have, we ended up giving peppers away to somebody who could actually utilize him, um, for what, you know, he's a warm blood. So he liked to jump and we weren't able to, to do that with him. He kind of also got a screw loose in his head at one point and got really aggressive. So he really needed somebody who could like rein him in. Yes, exactly. And I was Got only, I, I was only six years old at the time. So yeah, Christine, I, my little short stint with horses ended. I got bucked oh off. This is one of my favorite stories. Is it? That's terrible. It's so terrible, Sarah, but like, so there's not many things that Sarah won't do. Right. But she's <laughs> always been a little, like, I feel like growing up, you're always kind of a little like, but put off more say about horses. Right. So we went out horseback riding and she came with my mom and I, and we went trail riding and she had never been on a horse before. And they put her on this horse that you would think they wouldn't put a very green beginner on because we were out in like a Canyon. Where were we? It was like some rock quarry out in like Indian land, South Carolina, I think. Yeah. So this horse decided to spook at something. Well, Oops, a days ago, Sarah goes all the way off the horse onto the ground, lands on her butt and just started crying and never, ever touched a horse ever again. That ended my stint with horses. You guys, I'm terrified of them. I don't think terrified is the right word, but I am. They're huge. Like it's like, yes. it's like coming in contact with like a gigantic dog that you don't know how they're going to react. Like, you know, what's so funny, Sarah, and this is totally off topic and not have to do with horses, but like. I felt that way whenever I was on my paddleboard in Wilmington and dolphins started swimming by my <gasps> paddleboard. I thought I would be really excited to see dolphins, but I got terrified. I literally stood up and then just slowly sat down because I was like, if I fall into this water, these wild beasts are going to get me. <laughs> like that was my first thought. And I'm like, why did I think like that? They're just dolphins. Wild beast, wild beast. Yeah. I, that always reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, what is that movie failure to launch where Bradley oh gosh, Cooper's in it so long since I've seen yes, that movie. Okay, Bradley Cooper's in it and they like go surfing or something and there are dolphins and they're like, Oh, look at this cute dolphin. And the dolphin like bites him and like grabs him and pulls him underwater. Okay. So that's what I'm afraid of. It's like, I know they're not going to like attack me, but what if yeah. What if they grab my leg and bring me down and sink me forever? Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about horses. I mean, have you ever seen the movie Black Beauty? Pretty sure somebody dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty that's sure true. somebody dies. So anyways, that ended my stint in the horse realm. I still like to go out to the barn with Christine and my mom, but I would stay at least 10 feet away from the horses or on the outside of the ring while my mom and Christine were riding the horses because it was enjoyable, enjoyable to be out there. I was just terrified to get on the horse. I never really wanted to. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, so that brings us to the Kentucky Derby. So in simple terms, let's just kind of talk about what it is. So it's a horse race that started in 1875 and it only lasts for two minutes. So it's really known as the most exciting two minutes in sports. Yep. Because that's about how long it takes for the, for the horses to make their way around the mile. Yeah. 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 So the mile track, there's a mile track, um, but they run, they run 1.25 miles. So one mile and a quarter, and it takes them about, I think they said around two minutes to run the mile, like 1.25 miles. Got you. I can't, I can't stop laughing at your get up. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's just so funny. I love it so much. The feathers are really what get me. And it's hysterical that we like coordinated. Of course we did. We coordinated without knowing that we were going to coordinate like Panthers, Panthers until we die, baby. Okay. So it is a horse race. It has started. It's I'm pretty sure it's like the longest running. I have a stat in here, Christine. It is the longest running. I'm sorry. Derby has been the longest continually held sporting event in America. And so obviously there are like some traditions that have stuck with it, which is kind of what we're repping today, right? The hats. I've got a little surprise for you in a little bit, but before we do that, obviously we talked about what it is. It's a horse race, but where is it? So it is in Louisville, Kentucky at the track Churchill Downs. Yes. Which is a very like popular racetrack. I used to, so I dated this guy in college and he loved to bet. And I loved that he loved to bet because we've had conversations about this before. It makes things that you otherwise like wouldn't be exciting. Yes. Wouldn't be interested in very exciting. And we would go to this place called, um, on track betting. It was called D O T B is what it was called on track betting or off track betting. And we would bet on horses and I don't even remember how to do it, which, and I did not even get so many people love to bet on horses. I think horse racing is a huge thing for people to bet on. Yes, it is. And I did not even go down that rabbit hole to explain it to you guys because it's so confusing, but basically just know there are very like, um, there are favorites with smaller odds or larger odds to win. And then there are not so favorites, favorite horses that, um, like don't have as good of a chance to win. And you make more money. If you bet on the ones that have less odds to win, than you do the ones that have better odds to win because it's like a larger ratio. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. So So these people can bet, let's say the odds are like, you know, 15 to one that this one horse is going to win and you bet 30 bucks on it and the horse wins whatever 30 times 15 is, is what you win. Wow. That's a lot of money. $450. So in simple terms, it's kind of what it is. People bet on what's called a trifecta where you can guess first, second, and third, which you make even more money on. So anyway, I literally would spend, like we would go and next thing I knew it would have been like, 10 hours. And I'd been betting on horses, like literally all day long. I don't know how fun that sounds. It doesn't sound very fun until you get there. It's literally just like a gigantic warehouse with a bunch of like horse, horse races. And then the the race is over in like two minutes. So it's like all that betting and it's over in two minutes. It happens so quick. It happens so so quick. So what is it? It's a horse race. Where is it? It's in Louisville, Kentucky at the track called Churchill Downs. So when is it Sarah? 
Yeah. So it's almost always the first weekend in May. So it was Saturday, May 1st this year and whatever the first weekend in May is next year is whenever it'll be next year. So I think there's only been like maybe one time that it wasn't the first week in May for whatever reason, but every year it's the first weekend in May. Got you. And it is run on a dirt track, yes. which is one mile around, like Sarah was saying, it's one, but the race itself is one mile and a quarter long, miles yes. long. Yes. So how many horses are there that run in the race? Yeah. So there are 20 total horses that run in the race. And I found this so interesting. And I feel like you're going to be able to like explain what this is a little bit more. They're all three-year-old thoroughbreds mm-hmm. that are Colts, Geldings, and Phillies. So depending on what I don't know if it's like gender of the horse it is or what, um, they'll have different weights assigned to them. So I think first, why three-year-old thoroughbreds? Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because this was something that, um, I looked up a while ago and I, I didn't know why it was always three years old. And I really don't think there's a clear answer. It's just historically that they've always had three-year-old thoroughbreds thoroughbreds really because they're the fastest breed, just like you would race a greyhound in, um, on a dog track, thoroughbreds oh. are like the greyhounds of horses. Okay. Um, and if you really think about it three years old, so two years old, it's kind of like they're like, you know, in their not, I won't say toddler years, but kind of, and then three years old, they kind of jump to their teen years. So they're not quite to their full potential at two years old three years old, they're really hitting their max potential. And then four-year-olds old, they're actually considered old for, to race. So, wow. Yeah. So really the three years old is just like the prime time for these horses to be at their full potential. And that would be my best guess, honestly, to why that they, they only have three years old uh, or sorry, three-year-old thoroughbreds thoroughbreds. in the race. Got it. Okay. And they're fast. Thoroughbreds are obviously the fastest breed of horse. Got it. Okay. So Colts, Geldings, and Phillies, what are the differences? Yeah. So I was just about to get to that because Michael, during the race, he was like, I feel like all of these horses are, are male. Are there any female? And I'm like, actually, yes, it's just more rare. So one, a Colt is a young male horse. Okay. A a filly is a young female horse. Okay. And a gelding is a neutered male horse. What if the female's fixed? Females don't get fixed. In, oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. Okay. In, in Got it. the equine world, I think it's most, yeah, I think just the geldings get fixed. And equine means horse. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Using all this Sorry. terminology, Christine, that I don't know. Okay. So back to, there's three different types of horses and obviously they all are racing. They're three-year-old thoroughbreds, but they're all, you know, either fillies, geldings, or colts. Each type can only carry a certain amount of weight, which I found this so interesting. So the Colts and the Geldings can carry 126 pounds and the Phillies can carry 121 pounds. And that includes all of their equipment in the saddle, Christine. Right. I know it's insane. These jockeys are like simply a jockey is yes. And they're so, so little. So simply the jockey is the rider of the horse. Correct. 
Um, they're mostly males, but there have been a few females get this. They usually weigh, think about how much you weigh. You guys just put this into the back of your mind. These men, mostly men, only a few women have done it weigh between 108 and 118 pounds and are usually between four foot 10 and five foot six tall. And you're just so tiny. And these are full grown adults. Yes. Yes. I know. It's so so crazy. crazy. (laughs) So, um, they do have to wear like specific outfits. I think they're called silks. Um, and so their silks are different colors based on what horse that they're riding. But besides that, I mean, the jockey, like they really don't make that much money. Like, I guess the horse is the one who wins the race, not the jockey. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, but I mean, yes, obviously, the horse, whoever owns the horse is going to make the most money. Yes, exactly. Okay. And yes. they can, and the Derby winner made the owner of the, um, horse who won, which I probably should have looked up who won Medina spirit. Yes. Medina. That's right. So Medina spirit won. So the owner of Medina spirit won around $2 million and that mm-hmm. again goes to the horse and the owner and the jockey makes a fee and potentially a cut of the winning purse, which is normally around 10%. So the jockey of Medina spirit won 10% of around $2 million, which was $200,000. So they can make good money, but they can make like, I think the last horse, the person who got in last made like. I think like hundreds of dollars, like nothing. I, I mean, I don't know. I honestly was a little surprised by the numbers. I thought that the winners would win more money than that, to be honest. Like yeah. even the owner of the horse, I mean, $2 million, it's a great amount of money, but like yeah. you, you compare it to like golf and some of the others, right. That we just talked about and the purse is just so much bigger. So I was actually a little shocked that it wasn't, it wasn't bigger than it is. Yeah. The winner makes a substantially amount more money than the rest of the, the, the horses who come in like right. what night, uh, second through 20th. Well, let's go back to, and kind of talk about how horses qualify to even get into the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Okay. So the horses are competing in a series of 35 races all over the United States during the season. Um, and then they're awarded points based on where they place. So if they place like first through fourth, they get points. And then the top 20 horses who have the most points get to race in the Kentucky Derby. Um, Right. And then the Kentucky Derby is part of the quote unquote triple crown. So it's the first of three races, right? So what are the other two races? Yes. So it's the first of three races. The other two are the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. And if you win all three, it is considered a triple crown. So the three horse races together are known as the triple crown. But if you right. win all three, you are awarded the triple crown, the triple crown, which is not an easy thing. There's only 13 horses in history who have actually done that, Sarah. And yes. obviously, if you want to hear or if you want to watch a movie all about it, watch Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit oh. won the triple crown. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I haven't even watched Seabiscuit. Did you watch Seabiscuit? Oh my God. Only a hundred times. Are you crazy? Growing up, I love that movie and I cried every time. You guys, Christine had more. (laughs) Do you guys remember the Briar Horses? 
Oh my God. Christine, what did you do with all those? How many did you have? Um, I had too many to count. I had a whole bookshelf full of briar horses. And to be honest, I wish I could because they're now collectibles that I call I probably could have gotten a lot of money for. Did you get rid of all of them? Yes, like an idiot. Christine. I know. Well, whenever I moved to college, mom was like, you better get rid of everything. You know how mom is. I know. Like I said earlier, she just gets in these moods where she wants to clean house. Like, but how cool would it be if you had all of your briar horses up the stairway with you right now? <laughs> Dang it. I wish I would have. That would have been perfect. That would have okay. actually been perfect. All right. So again, the Kentucky Derby is the longest continually held sporting event in American history. And there's obviously some traditions that have stuck with the event since its inception in 1875. And there, if you go to their website, Christine, they actually do, it's like, it's KentuckyDerby.com. They do a really great job of explaining all of their traditions. So first and foremost is the fashion. Obviously we came dressed for the occasion today. Yes, we did. So women's elaborate hats were made to match their sundresses. And in 1875, when the event started, um, that was the style back then. And it was considered like a huge fashion faux pas. If you didn't wear a hat back in the late 1800s and it just kind of stuck. I kind of wish that that would come back, you know, like these elaborate hats and dress and match your hat with your outfit. Like I look back at like the 1920s fashion and I'm like, they did it right. Yep. Oh, 100%. 100%. elegant. Yes. Gorgeous. So the women would wear, like I said, the hats and the dresses. And then the men always wear like a fedora, which is a more like muted style. And then it would match his suit. And they always wear like some type of like some type of like preppy bow tie that goes with it. Yeah. And, and nowadays, you know, the Kentucky Derby is still a time where everybody loves to get dressed up. Like that is like Sarah said, it's a tradition. So even celebrities love to come dressed to the T's. It's dressed to the nines. I don't know. Dressed to the T. If you do something to the T, it's like too, like, it is like, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. I see, but it's not to the T's. I know. I know it's not. I just can never get it out of my head, but yes. Anyways, even celebrities come dressed to the nines. Yes, exactly. So this is like the creme de la creme of events to go to. So celebrities like Kim Kardashian, Miranda Lambert, and even a slew of previous presidents have frequented the Derby just to put the exclamation mark on their celebrity status, but they became so frequent. The Derby actually now has a red carpet. Are you serious? Yes. So they have like a private entrance for all the celebrities and they get to walk the red carpet at the Derby. And then it's just like any other red carpet. I see. Now that would be a red carpet. I would love to, I mean, I'd obviously love to go to any red carpet event, but like that would be so fun to see the celebrities come through and their best Kentucky Derby attire. I know. And it'd be so interesting to see what everybody would wear. I'd love that. I know. So the red carpet obviously is not the only thing that's red at the Derby, Christine. There also is the garland of roses, right? So the garland of roses is that gigantic garland of roses that is placed over the winner. And I was watching and doing a lot of research about it. It's 122 inches long, which is like what? 10 feet, a little over 10 feet. It is 22 (laughs) inches wide and almost 40 pounds and made with so it's like bigger than two jockeys combined yes 
It's no. 10 feet. Oh yes. I thought you were like the length, not the, not the weight. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, the length. So yes. if they're both standing on top of each other. They would equal 10 the garland feet. of roses. Yes, exactly. The That's height crazy. of the garland of roses. That's right. Or the length of the garland of roses. It's made with 400 red roses and the red roses after nine 11 were named freedom roses because of the bright red color, which I thought was really cool. And then there are custom ribbons that are tied to each side. And then there's an additional crown of roses that's added onto the garland in the middle. Um, one rose in, in the crown is for each horse in the race. So there's 20 and then there's an additional one for basically it's just like a symbol of the amount of work it took for all of these jockeys and these horses to get to this point in their career because obviously the Kentucky Derby again is like the creme de la creme or the first start of the creme de la creme of the triple crown of horse races got it and so don't they also have a song that is dedicated towards the Kentucky Derby? Yes, my old Kentucky home. Pause. Have Katie. Play a clip of it. Oh, the sun shines bright on old Kentucky home. Tis summer, the old folks are gay. But then I hear him at the Kentucky Derby, like whenever I was just watching it on Saturday. And it's like a full orchestrated event. Like they have a whole choir singing it. And like, I know it can be beautiful, but like, I really just like the original version better. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it's played when the horses and their jockeys are entering the track, right? So again, part of that tradition. But I also thought this was really cool, Christine. The trophy of the person um, that is awarded to the person who wins is the only, it's made out of solid gold. And it is the only solid gold trophy that is awarded. It's 22 inches tall. So almost two feet tall and 56 ounces. And I don't know how many pounds that is, but that seems like a very heavy trophy. I know made out of solid gold, but I don't think gold's very heavy. It's just kind of crazy to me that it's literally solid gold, but back to the song, Christine, the reason why I think, I mean, everybody in the crowd is singing it, right? Obviously the chorus that they bring in is singing my old Kentucky home, but everybody in the crowd is a little bit loopy because and having the time of their lives, they are having the time of their lives and their fanciest attire. But why are they loopy, Sarah? They are drinking mint julep. And you don't say, guess what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I got some. Sarah just Sarah bought some old mint julep, or it's not mint julep, the drink, it's actually bourbon. Old Forester made for the mint julep. The mint julep has served as the official drink of the Kentucky Derby since 1938. Today, Old Forester unifies the great tradition of Churchill Downs famed cocktail with that of Americans first bottled bourbon. So, so guess what? What are you going to do with that, Sarah? Well, <laughs> I mean, time to drink, baby. <laughs> here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing. The Ew. mint julep is made with old forester mint julep bourbon so this simple syrup mint leaves and then mint sprigs for garlic <laughs> garnish i was gonna say 
Ew. I'm going to go ahead and skip out on the garlic in my drink. Thanks. <laughs> Garnish, not garlic. I'm so, I do not want to drink this so badly. I'm like completely losing in honor my train of, the Kentucky of thought. Derby, you got to. And here's the thing. I don't actually have the bourbon, um, but I do have a shot. So you're not drinking alone. Um, and this is just vodka with some cranberry juice. I wanted it to look like bourbon. I don't want to do it. Okay. So Bottoms I up. have to before. Okay. So there are more than a thousand bottles of old Forester mint julep sold a um, thousand pounds of mint and 60 pounds of ice each year at the Kentucky Derby that are given you away a thousand pounds of mint, a thousand pounds of mint, 10,000 bottles of this. A thousand, a thousand pounds of, of old forester mint julep, a thousand pounds of mint, and sixty thousand pounds of ice at the Kentucky Derby each year. But just think of how much mint weighs. It's like a d- feather. Can you imagine a thousand pounds of it? That's crazy. It's people serious. get lit. I know. I, Derby. Yes, people are definitely getting lit. That is so, on my bucket list for sure. So bottoms up, Christine. I don't know if I can do this. My mouth is salivating. Blech. I didn't even bring a glass. I'm just gonna have to take it to the face. Oh God. <laughs> Cheers, baby. All right. Three Kentucky Derby. Two, one. one. All right. <laughs> it wasn't too terrible. Oh, that was terrible. It's got a nice minty flavor to it. My insides are all warm and fuzzy and my mouth is still like awkwardly salivating. I think I need to rinse my mouth out, but I kind of want to take another one. Like I feel like, so there you go. See, you would have never known that you like that bourbon if it wasn't for it sports this podcast right here, right now. (laughs) (laughs) She just gagged. You wanted another It went down the wrong pipe. Oh my God. It went down the wrong pipe. Okay. So yes, the mint julep has, um, been a tradition at my head hurts from like squinting. I'm like, I've been dreading that since, since we started, but it actually wasn't too terrible. I think if I make the actual drink, instead of just taking the bottle to the face, it would be go over to moms and mom and dads and do it. Mama loves bourbon. Yes, exactly. I think she would really love it. And then last but not least, Christine to round out the end of the traditions conversation are the twin spires. The twin spires are basically just the gigantic, like big peaks at the mm-hmm. top of Churchill Downs racetrack. And it's the symbol of the Derby. So when you see a picture of Churchill Downs, you'll see the twin spires, which are those peaks on top of the racetrack. Um, nice. Okay. That was it. That makes sense. Cause I've seen, you're right. Cause I've seen the pictures of that and I've always wondered what those are. So yeah, twin spires, twin spires is what they're called. All right. So so really quickly, let's just do a quick recap of the NFL draft and kind of some of the dumb moments, some of the shocker moments and yeah. Fun facts. Yeah. I've got a little fun fact in there. Okay. So the does, which are like the, obviously the, yeah, whatever we knew that was going to happen. Trevor Lawrence went first to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson went second and I shared a picture of his mom on our story. You guys, she's quite the babe, babe, total babe, total babe. And everybody talks about her. He went to BYU. So my husband who went to coastal was not a huge fan of him, but good for him, whatever shockers. So those were the does. And then those were really like, okay, so those were the obvious And then from three on from the third pick on, we didn't really know what was going to happen. So We all thought I did anyways. I think we both picked that Mac Jones was going to go to the San Francisco 49ers in the third spot. 
Yeah. So he, he did not get picked until number 15 and Trey Lance did. So Trey Lance was picked ahead of him and went to San Francisco with the third pick. I think he's out of North Dakota state and is a total like beefy athlete. He's like, he's so accurate. He can throw the ball. He can run. He's just like big and beefy and beautiful. Anyway, Mac- and beefy and beautiful and beefy. Cheers. Beautiful. <laughs> so Mac Jones didn't get picked until number 15, but guess who picked him up? Christine. Who? The Patriots. Oh yeah. Because I know, but here's the craziest thing. So Barstool, of course, are all new England fans, right? Cause they're in Boston. They've been doing like these side-by-sides of Mac Jones, um, combine pictures and Tom Brady's combine pictures. And like, I feel like he's going to fit in perfectly with the new England Patriots because him and Tom Brady are like, they're saying he's like very similar to Tom Brady. Like his accuracy is there. He's not very mobile. And so I think he will fit, like I said, perfectly into the Patriots organization. I wonder what's going to happen to cam. I mean, maybe he'll get a fashion deal. Who knows? That's true. But that's actually a good point to round out the, I mean, I, he's still going to play with them for a year, right? He signed a year contract. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones will be yeah. learning from him, blah, 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 blah. So Cam's future is, is still up in the air is up in question, but there is a, there are a lot of fun facts or really just like a fun category from the NFL draft that I thought would be kind of interesting and fun to share with you guys. So um, there have been, or were a lot of reuniting of old teammates. Okay. So teammates that played together in college that either were drafted by teams that already had players from their college team or teams that draft two players from the same college. And so there were quite a few of them. So Alabama, um, so Bama, the university of Alabama had Tua tug of Viola. I can always never say his name. Tug of Viola. Yes. He plays for the Miami dolphins. And then they drafted Jalen Waddle, who is this year. Yes. This year who played with Tua in college. Um, another Alabama couple, Jalen hurts was, um, reunited with Devonte Smith in Philadelphia, LSU, Jamar chase will be reunited with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Ooh. They won the LSU national championship together. And then last but not least, this one's my favorite. Trevor Lawrence was obviously, like we said, drafted by Jacksonville in the first round, but then Travis Etienne, who is the running back for Clemson was drafted by Jacksonville too. How fun. I know. So all of these reuniting, I, yeah, all of these people were reunited in this year's um, NFL draft. So very exciting. All right, you guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up everything that we have to say. Our bodies are tingling from those shots and we love you guys. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. If you're not already subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram. I already said that. (laughs) (laughs) subscribe subscribe follow okay and have a shot for us bye-bye and cheers